Welcome to Millennial Pagan Podcast. I'm Autumn Wolf. I'm Jarrah Stone, and in studio we have Marcos with us. Oh, we don't do last names? I mean, if, if you want. I don't care. I was just wondering. Oh. I, I, I'm fine. Okay. All right. Well, that's fine, too. Too late now. <laughs> <laughs> too late now. Let's just move on. The moment has been lost. <laughs> so Marcos is here to talk about something that one of our listeners has requested during Request Sunday, or what was it? Suggestion Sunday. Suggestion Sunday. I made yep. it up and don't remember its name. <laughs> Anyway, Suggestion Sunday, somebody posted that they wanted to hear more about dream interpretation. So this is going to get wild, wacky, and we're going to have a fun ride. Ooh. I'm okay with this. Yeah. Because I wasn't told that part. I, I, I was just going to talk about it. So we're supposed to have fun? Oh, yeah. I would hope. I'm here. Come on. <laughs> I was about to say, if you don't have fun, you're not going to come back. Uh, so just just, just a quick uh, quick shout out to everybody that's uh, on the front lines during these times. Thank you guys for being out there and helping out. You know, uh, it's tough times out there, but we're going to make it through this. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? <laughs> There's a reason I'm holed up. Oh, right. Yeah. Your, yeah. your big boy job is closed. Yeah. My big boy job, uh, pretty much uh, Thursday, they decided, hey, everybody get the fuck out. <laughs> and then they posted about it online. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Was the helicopter footage really necessary? <laughs> like, seriously, it's an empty fucking parking lot. Why? Somebody among 500 people who work in this building got tested preventative positive. Yeah. <laughs> presumptive presumptive positive positive, yeah and we found out yeah it wasn't even a more than likely it wasn't even a positive at this point but they're just still taking precautions and taking this time saying hey everybody just stay home we're gonna probably send you a laptop so you can do some work from home yay so i had a cold last week so monday i get a message don't come in tuesday i get a message how are you doing? I'm like, great. What are your symptoms currently? Still coughing. Dry cough? Yeah, don't come in. Wednesday, Corp just said anybody who's been out sick has to get a doctor's note. <laughs> and I was like, oh. ah, all right, fine. But what if I don't have it and I'm going to the doctor with everybody that does have it? Yeah, no. My... And I'm already immune compromised now. Yeah. My doctor was a... Uh... A little upset because I told the front office, the desk, I was like, I have cold symptoms. Do you still want me to wear a mask? And they were like, uh, yeah. Why are you here? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, I told them that yeah. I need a doctor's note to go back. And so the doctor came in. He has gloves on and a mask. And he's like, so why did my staff say you think you have corona? And I'm like, I have a cold. <laughs> I just want to go back to work. Feed the fear. It's the only way it grows. Right. Yeah. Got to feed it, man. No. Anyway, how are you? I'm good. Yay. Yeah, I'm good. Awesome. Yeah, that puzzled look on your face for a second. Well, I had to think about it. Okay. It, it's like this. We're here for one thing. And if I start in on what's actually going on, then it's like, ah, dude. Rabbit holes. Whole new podcast. Yeah. It, which I'm welcome to because I am pretty much an open book. But yeah, no. Anyway. Next time. So um, before we dive into dream interpretation, let's give uh, Mark the chance to give us his coming of witch story. I'm not a witch. Okay, awesome. What are you? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I don't identify as anything in in particular or specific. (laughs) I do a lot of energy work. Um, The witches I do know tend to come for comments, counsel, advice at different times. Uh, One of the things I point out is because I don't have a specific structure I follow, uh, I don't have any of the restrictions or the ritual. Mm -hmm. There are ritual I do, but it's not necessarily aligned with any specific belief system. Uh, one of the other things I point out is so many um, 
pagans in general are uh, European based mm -hmm. and almost everything I do is Eastern based. So it's coming from a different perspective. And the other thing is I don't have um, good, evil, uh, salvations, and none of that. It's all two sides of a battery. So when I say negative or dark, I'm not saying that it's, you know, come to the dark side, though I'll use the phrase. It's nothing like that. It's just the, the opposition and the balance. And so for me, everything's about balance. So the work I do is balance. There's no karmic debt. And well, that's a whole other thing too. Um, plug this in if you want. I've recognized, recognized myself as a deliverer of karmic balance on more than one occasion. So it's not that I necessarily think I'm doing something bad or wrong, but somewhere along the line you did, and I'm the one that showed up to clear it up for you. So you're welcome. I like that. Agent of karma. Yeah. It's about balance. I, I, I would call that a gray Jedi. Uh, I really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's that balance. I am primarily anarchist in, mm. in many ways. Um, not naive enough to believe that our society could actually function that way. But as I explained to many people, anarchy, as far as I'm concerned, is about uh, personal responsibility and not requiring a nanny anything, whether it's state or religion or job, to say he's right and she's wrong. It's accept responsibility. When you screwed up, you knew you screwed up. Mm -hmm. Own it. Then move on. And I think if society could do that part of it, mm -hmm. we'd all be a lot better off. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm with that. So that that's the label thing. Yeah, call it whatever you want. I really don't care. It's not a apathy. It's you do you, I'll do me. I like it. And then we go. Yeah, I like it. So, uh, so sorry. So <laughs> as far as my journey, I actually made some notes. Um <laughs> Because I wanted to stay on top on no, no, topic. Thank you. So I actually grew up LDS. For everybody knows you. Sorry. Mm. Okay. Well, for the people at home that live. No, in no, no, no. Shh, don't tell them. Don't tell them. <sighs> uh, Mormon, officially known as or Latter Day Saints, as they are requiring now. I grew up. I was born in the church and raised in that uh, religion. I don't have anything really bad to say about them. And frankly, a lot of. My ability to do what I do was because of that versus a more traditional Christian or Catholic upbringing. Uh, for those that don't know, LDS actually does believe in a pre-existence or a conscious sentient self prior to our birth and of the Christian religions are the only ones that do. So it actually kind of dovetails really well into a lot of the Eastern philosophies. One of the other things that served me tremendously well was the concept, the base story within the Mormon religion of, of Joe Smith going out in the woods and doing his prayer, uh, is that that particular religion encourages you to seek personal revelation. Mm -hmm. And this is not something real common. <laughs> this yeah. is, And so when you sit down and you hit your knees or whatever ritual you go through and you ask for yourself, you are told, yes, you can connect to the divine. You can receive your own answers and responses. And so when I was in a low spot and I did that, it came back that, yeah, dude, no, they're full of shit. But they're the ones that doesn't mean they're not full of shit. So. <laughs> they're the ones who are encouraging me to do the thing that I'm doing right now. Okay. Yeah. So I spent about a decade looking at different religions, belief systems and philosophies from around the world. And so, you know, I get told you're not allowed to eat at the buffet. Uh, why not? the buffet of belief systems mm -hmm. and religion. So uh, that I think is the, the being so eclectic is one of the reasons why I can do what I do 
And of course, those that get to know me and see how I, how I work, they're like, no, you're eclectic because you can do what you do. I, again, tomato, tomato, man, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, more background. Mom said dad was a witch because you could always get young chicks. Um, <laughs> my dad got to 95. Uh, he was, because I was doing uh, massage and body work, PT at the time, when he was 80. I looked at him and I'm like, dude, you still haven't even lost muscle mass. What the hell? You know, and I, I had done some work to working in geriatrics. And so I asked my dad, I said, all right, besides all the other bullshit, what's the key? How are you maintaining this quality of life, this, this mass at 80? And he looks at me in Spanish and not as, as crass. He says, well, basically you're as old as a woman you're fucking. That's why I kicked your mom out. Got it. Okay. Thanks. And dad uh, did go down because of a 27-year-old. Oh, wow. So he was 93 banging a 27-year-old. Not wealthy, not getting her papers. He's just that fucking charming. Wow. Charisma yeah. roll. So That's it's funny. like, damn it. Again, more to the story for another time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some credence to mom saying dad was a witch. Uh, and then actually maybe a year and a half ago, an email came out to the family. Somebody was trying to put together, um, kind of a family history book. And apparently one of his uncles was a known witch down in Mexico, uh, as a Diablo and was a fire witch and could actually manifest fire and got chased out of several villages because he could manifest fire. <laughs> we like our village. The way so it it's is. like, Ouch. oh, that's kind of funny. And of course, all my LDS family looks at me and like, no, <laughs> but they'll refer people. So that works. Um, so let's see. Oh, the event. No, nah, I don't want to talk about the event. Okay. I mean, you put it in the notes. No, I did. It's okay. So when we're talking about, you know, path to uh, where you I was, now. I was in a really low spot and I mentioned the, the well, they're all full of shit, but uh, I did have my first vision. And it's funny because when I did, when I was telling this other person, it becomes very instrumental later, when I was telling her about it, she's like, you saw Jesus, didn't you? I'm like, yeah. She's like, people have such a hard time admitting that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is true. It though. is. I mean, you could see aliens, apparition. I mean, you see all kinds of shit, but you call down and when you see that one, you're like, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we are recording this for posterity. He's a dick funny as shit but he's a dick yeah. well to me he is but i guess you just he's a reflection of yeah what you're giving him mm -hmm. so i get it so that happened and then this person that i mentioned um i'm wandering for a couple of years i'm working on getting my shit together i'm doing my wandering uh through different things and uh i ended up finding this co-worker and she was she was wicked amongst other things i'm not quite sure all of it um but she's hey why are you doing this? You should be doing this. I said, no, I, I'm, you know, I'm medical based. I can't be doing that stuff. You know, I can't even talk about that stuff. I'm medical based. Yeah, but you do it. Yeah, but I can't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so she kind of helped me out the closet, the energetic closet. Uh, and then um, probably 10 years into my career, I'm 27 years in now. So 10 years into my career doing massage and body work, I went ahead and dropped the shield and just told everybody yeah i'm doing energy yeah yeah i've heard of that oh yeah this well we can do this uh well you can say it's because you fell down the stairs or you know 
deal with those daddy issues. And that's horribly generic just to not throw anybody under the bus. Mm -hmm. But a part of doing that energy work is you're going to be open. I uh, refuse to do dead people stuff because those are inconsiderate motherfuckers and have no concept of time or right. boundaries. Yeah. So I put a hard block on them, which I had to take down later. But uh, so other than that, I'm like, all right. When, but I called it intuitive work instead of psychic just because of connotations. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I met this ridiculous woman named Karma. If you've listened to my talk about my midsummer adventures, you know Karma already. <laughs> Long and the short of it, Karma and I have been friends for almost 15 years. Mm -hmm. uh, very good friends. Um, we've, she and uh, my wife at different points have referred to each other as sister wives. Uh, very close. My wife has done a lot of work to help Karma as she progresses through her life um, in the real world. The, the uh, family planning, money planning, retirement planning. My wife cares for her very much so. And so it is wonderful that she could actually be friends with one of my friends. But a few years ago, I was looking at the calendar. And so it would have been uh, Beltane is uh, 17. Karma invited us to this gathering out at uh, Juniper Well, which you went to. And uh, it was pretty funny. I had been doing uh, walking sticks. And Karma asked how I felt about doing wands to sell at Pagan Fest, is mm -hmm. how I was calling it. And my wife said, well, won't these people be offended because we're not pagans and he's just here making money off them. And then Karma kindly explained to my wife, um, Mark's kind of pagan. <laughs> 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 and she says, he doesn't practice. He doesn't follow anything, but he's an anarchist. So he doesn't follow anything. But he's pagan and you guys are raising your son pagan and you kind of are too. <laughs> so um, we ended up going out there and I met some wonderful people who are dear friends to me now. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of the most important people in my life I met that weekend and uh, is kind of aside, my son who again, multiple episodes we could do on him because mm -hmm. we've done, we've been very happy with how he's doing. But he and I actually were on a, a scouting trip leading into, and we actually walked out of the scouting trip early. We had, you know, with permission, we left the campsite early so that we could get to uh, Skull Valley to do this because I knew I was going to have to help with setup. And so we went from this event that was quote unquote boy led by the scouts. And I don't want to drop any liability. So let's just say, <laughs> um, it was not the best experience in the world or the safest mm -hmm. for the boys. So, and most of it I didn't find out about until the next week, actually. Oh. Moving on from that. So we drive from where we were to out to uh, Skull Valley outside of Prescott. And here we find ourselves in the situation with kids who have been raised like-minded to my son. And you could not ask for a more clear experience of opposition to go from this militaristic style structure with mm -hmm. the scouts to this very free children running, playing, having fun, mutually respectful. Uh, there was an incident where one of the kids came up and said that my son had thrown something at her and it hurt. And so I came to, okay, what happened? And it came down to, there was a breakdown in communication. And as soon as that part was acknowledged, there were apologies all the way around, you know, like, oh, you know, it hugs and it's like, 
yeah, this is how it's supposed to be. Yep. This is how it's supposed to be. Did, did you they know? just have an adult conversation with just me <laughs> mitigating? And now they're off going playing and they're right of back, being right? Mad, yeah. Mad and mean? And so for me as as the parent trying to raise our son in this way, I mean, we've homeschooled his whole life and he's had different philosophical concepts introduced to him his whole life. He just turned 15 last week. Uh, and to get to see this very clear distinction between the two potential opportunities for socialization, it was wonderful. So that alone would have been enough to encourage us to, to take part in the community. And I recall when we got back, and posting on uh, Facebook that I just was around the greatest gathering of Christians I've ever met. <laughs> I mean, it was wonderful and amazing. And the sense of community, the collective concept of caring for children, it wasn't a matter of, you know, you've got the kids, I've got the kids, I want to do. It was everybody took care of everybody's kids. There were no your kid, my kid. It was that was amazing. The communal meals, the gratitude the just the mutual respect all the way around and of course as i'm sure your listeners know pagan gatherings are not specific to wicca it was it was all philosophies mm -hmm. and as you well know my philosophies very often don't mix in well with some of them and at the same time i am not shunned for being different yeah you know? so that's that's pretty cool and again that's how we wanted to raise our son and how he is has been raised and it's been amazing to see him call us out on things because we were raised in a different way <laughs> and you know we'll say things he's like why did you even say that well i don't know it's just you know descriptive he's like but that's not actually describing them at all that there was no need to actually bring that you are right thank you for correcting me <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. so uh my wife uh went ahead and took part in being becoming a board member with the uh, not-for-profit up there mm -hmm. um, for the pagan community up there. And I very clearly said, yeah, no, I don't need that part. You need me to take down chairs and tables, yeah, but you don't want me running anything. Mm -hmm. So I, I do what I can to help. And we got to meet you last summer, yes. which is a very enjoyable experience. Wait, yeah, not like pretty enjoyable. So, but yeah, anyway. So we're going to take a short break. And after this, we're going to dive into dream interpretation. Millennial Pagan Podcast is exclusively supported by Patreon. Listeners like you can gain great benefits from your favorite show, such as... At $1 a month, you get a personalized shout out at the end of the next full length episode. At $5 a month, you receive a thank you card in the mail with a Millennial Pig and Podcast button and sticker enclosed. Additionally, $5 a month supporters have access to our monthly 30-minute mini-sodes. Patreon supporters are also the first to learn about new and exciting updates to Millennial Pig and Podcast. More benefits and exclusive content to come. All right, and we are back, and we're kind of going to dive into some uh, some dream interpreting. Ooh. Kind of like the, the the methodology behind it, I guess. Yeah, oh, and all the all the stuff about it, and like where it comes from, and like other things, or whatever the hell you want to talk about. How about that? All right, cool. <laughs> I had a great segue into the very beginning of it. Uh, so basically, I wanted to make sure I was I was brushed up. So I've been doing. Oh God, I've always done dream interpretation. I had given that brief intro, not so brief intro of who I am and, and how I got to where I'm at. Uh, Mom was always into dreams, like when we get to be adults we'd get a phone call it's like what are you doing i had a dream about you last night it's like god damn it mom leave me alone you know as you're trying to hide the body and it's like Fuck. 
Well, so, can you tell me where they find the one piece of evidence I'm forgetting about, please? <laughs> Thanks. I mean, she always, always, always had, had her dreams. Um, and so that probably was a deterrent for me for a while to not look into it. But doing the intuitive work I do, I just, there really weren't any restrictions on me other than dead people. And that was self-imposed. So when people would say, oh man, I had this really weird dream and they're describing it. And I'm like, oh, well, this means this and this, and this is how this is, you need to work on this. Oh man, you were so right. You know, or after the fact, you were so right. So it's okay, whatever. And so I didn't see that I was doing dream interpretation. It was just all under the umbrella of doing the intuitive work I do. And then it got to the point where it's like, man, I just wish I knew somebody did, did dreams. I said, what was your dream about? So I do say I do it. I offer a variety of different intuitive services, and that's one of them if you want to have a name for it. But more than anything, when I'm doing my intuitive work, I, work, I prefer you just sit across the table from me and what are your questions and let's run through and answer them. But for a lot of people, they get very much so into the symbolism that's in their dreams or the guidance of it. And so going in and making sure that I had information to give you guys for this, doing a little bit of research, and basically it's full of shit. <laughs> Uh, according to uh, modern, current uh, scientific dogma, there is absolutely nothing to it, no basis whatsoever. We can date it back to pick an ancient culture. They, they have thought it was either spirit guides, spirits, the dead, or prophecy mm -hmm. is what they saw dreams to be. Um, we can fast forward if you want. Uh, different times people thought spirits were talking to you, and so during a period, that was the time to kill a witch. They're a witch because, you know, they're speaking and they're, they're getting guiding that's in their dreams. And and then we bump up and we get to Freud and Jung and they're like, well, this is all you need to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> By somebody other than your parent. Preferably. Yeah, yeah. that's a little. Uh, oh, Freud. Yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> yeah. You said Freud. I did. Sound guy T gave me the worst face. <laughs> no, I'm giving you worse. <laughs> okay, the worst one for this recording session. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's always qualifying. So, but it, at the same time, they weren't completely off. You know, they, it was, they were groundbreaking, if you want to use that term, but psychology still is a soft science. We can't definitively say there's no scientific method you can apply. So to say they're all wrong, well, you know, I was having a conversation with a friend a while back, and he said, you know, for as much as Freud has supposedly been debunked, here we are still talking about him. Mm -hmm. And if anything, as we do delve into some of the more fringe stuff, we're realizing that mm, he wasn't as wrong as we thought on a lot of things. Now, taking that in mind, because of the work I do with massage and body work, uh, most people who do massage uh, and body work are familiar with an author by the name of Louise Hay. And she compiled essentially a list of um, not only your different body parts, but different injuries or ailments you could have and their emotional psychological uh, origins. So she made this very direct correlation, essentially channeled this list. And when you go through reading her listing, you find like 70% of the problems man has have a sexual component to him. So that being the case, we look at Freud's, like, maybe he wasn't so off after all. Having said that, when we do look at sciences, we'll call it psychological science as far as uh, dreams go, it is commonly seen as a dumping ground for your mind or your mind trying to process what you've seen, whether it be over the course of the day or whatever time frame. 
science says there isn't anything prophetic in dreams it is just simply processing what's important and what to dump as i was reading this i'm like oh yeah that's right when they did the the pixar movie inside out they actually did a lot of scientific research to try and do that and if you want to get an idea where sleep science is right now go watch the movie they actually did a pretty good job of following what current science says not saying i completely agree with that but that's there so that's the science part that's out of, out of the way anybody can feel free to argue that and do the research on your own because there's no hard science on it so that's that's why i didn't want to spend a lot of time on that mm -hmm. so let's go to the next part which everybody is what does it mean all right here's the thing uh we can go to the whole nature nurture concept with our upbringing and it's the same with dreams there are things that man over the entirety of man's development be it snakes insect dark fire uh water creatures in the water these are things that are essentially universal for mankind they've been exposed to right now we're all scared shitless because of a virus we didn't even know what a virus was till not even 150 years ago so if you're having dreams about viruses trust me somebody living in a shit mud hut in the deepest darkest parts of pick a place they don't have dreams about viruses they don't even know what the hell they are all right. So, yes, there are universal concepts, but even then, you know, for most people in the West, we look at snakes as, ooh, that's something scary, unless you're pagans, of course. Uh, but when you look at some of the Eastern philosophies, that's not. Snakes, dragons, serpents, these are very often um, very wise creatures. When we think of the classic medical symbol with the snake around, mm -hmm. how can that be a bad thing? Yet, Again, with most Americans and Westerners, a snake in a dream is either phallic or it's got a negative connotation. Something, something dark is coming. So that's why I'm saying we really can't use most of these symbols, even ones as universal as a snake. We really can't make those broad generalizations. And so far as I'm concerned, that's why it's difficult to do, to go online or use a book or some other resource and say, oh, okay, well, I read this and the dream, my dream means this. If you actually want dream interpretation, it's like using astrology out of the newspaper. Mm -hmm. It's very broad in general. And that's what's going to happen the same thing if you go to a website or something. So if you actually want your dream worked on, find somebody that does the work. And preferably somebody who's doing intuitive or psychic work. And have them do a complete session where they're looking at, all right, what's going on? And have the dream interpretation be a component of it. Because that's all it can be is a component. Now... Having said that, yes, it is a dumping ground. A lot of times it doesn't mean anything. Now, some of what I run into is kids still have a very active imagination. So their dreams are very rich as compared to adults. Just because you have more detail does not mean there's more information. <laughs> it's just Your brain is just working. And so as when I agreed to do this, I had a call out to several friends said, hey, you know, I'm going to be doing this podcast. Can uh, you send me a couple of dreams and let me go ahead and just run through those and practice with them? And of course, everyone's like, oh, you have my permission to use it. Yeah, I'll use components from different ones. I'm not going to use anybody's dream in, in, in total. Mm -hmm. And for some people, give me a lot of detail, you know, and, and then I give them like, oh, well, it's this or this. I'm like, that's all you got? <laughs> that's all you need that's all that's, that was there yeah <laughs> and as i'm trying to think of how to explain this best i went to when we're all learning math in grade school and you get a word problem 
And so many people hate word problems because there's all this extra information. Well, that's pretty much dream interpretation. <laughs> there's going to be all of this extra filler in what the what your intuitive work is, is finding what's actually relevant and what matters. And to do that, you need to make the connection with the person who's giving you the information. And so, again, it falls back to, yes, these words may have something, but to actually tune into what it actually matters, somebody's got to do that clearing work to find out. So that's... As far as I am concerned, my practice, my experience, that is dream interpretation in a nutshell. So it really comes down to, yes, this or this or this can mean that, but sit down and let's see what it means for you. Mm -hmm. uh, trauma, that was the other thing I was going to point out. If you have something formatively, formative that happens, some kind of trauma, that can totally modify a what may mean something to one person is going to mean something completely different to another because of this life experience and especially traumas. So right now we're dealing with, well, not even right now, now we've got 20 plus years of kids that have gone overseas and they've dealt with the most horrible trauma that humans have. And we see PTSD all over the place and they're absolutely trying to process things. And most people, when it's really traumatic like that, they're shutting it down and it's not good or healthy for them. So, yes, I'm saying there's a therapeutic aspect there. As far as I'm concerned, there's therapeutic aspect to all divination or intuitive work. Absolutely. For the dream, that is a component that should be explored as part of therapy, too. I think those are the points I had. So this nice. point, questions. Okay. Well, <laughs> when we were mentioning this, we were talking about um, common things that go through, um, like sleep paralysis, um, the man in uh, the suit, alien abductions and things like that. What did you find or what what do you consider when somebody says, I had a dream about alien abduction or I woke up and there was a dark figure hovering over my bed and right. then I went back to sleep. Okay. <laughs> and I did ask, I'm like, all right, where do you want me to go with this? Do you want me to do the alien abduction thing? Or she's let's like, oh yeah, let's do all of it. Let's go all right, all right. So let's address the alien thing. Uh, it can be that it is symbolism. But if you are uh, studying, I don't mean just superficially watching ancient aliens, but if you actually study uh, alien information and you know about the different forms of abduction, many people report in what I would refer to as an astral abduction, where their body stays present, but they realize that astrally they are being lifted from their body, removed from their space, and the work is being done with that. Now, first thing first, you have, and I'm going to say these things as definitive or fact, okay? You can argue the opinion however you want. I just don't even bother with that anymore. So, understand when that kind of experience happens, you had entered with a, into a soul contract for that to happen. You were obliging your part of that contract to take part in this experience. So, any resistance you put into that, you're violating your contract. So when people come back and they had a really bad experience in that kind of experience, when it's really bad, it's because they were resisting. And if they just did their bit, it'd be in, they wouldn't even realize that they'd been through it. Now, I say, when I talk to you about this, I could say, I've never had an experience definitively 
I've never, I've seen lights like everybody else does. I grew up out on the West side. The Australas are a hot spot. You cannot mm -hmm. not have seen something I'm from the Valley. I missed the Phoenix lights and there have been different incidents where I'm like, how did I miss God? Oh, damn it. <laughs> so I have never in my experience positively had any kind of sighting. Um, not diving in the situation, but I was, I was sleeping at a friend's house in a different room, different orientation than I normally do. And I actually had my first experience uh, just last week. <laughs> and it was pretty cool because it was like, um, first of all, because of me and the way I work and how easily I drop into altered states and do astral work, I'm very aware and I can hang out in that soft spot mm -hmm. for a really long time. <laughs> And so I realized uh, first that there was pressure on the bed. And I'm like, there is a kid at the place I, I was staying. Uh, so I'm like, oh, is he coming in? And I'm like, no, it's not heavy enough. And so I'm like, okay, and I'm trying to sleep. And then I, because it's getting closer and I go to push, like if it's him, it's like, dude, not so close. And as soon as I moved, it's like a cat. It like jumped off. I'm like, Huh. So that reaction actually caused me to go ahead and come out of it a little bit. And I turned and I looked and here's one who has now hopped off the bed, a standard gray and up is one of the taller ones. And he actually has a net. I'm like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is not how it works. You guys just supposed to take me, but I don't have time right now. I got to be up in an hour. I don't got time for this shit. Come back another time. And then they were like, you know, the taller one was, you know, and it, not disappointment, but that's how I took it. Like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so they took off. Right. And the next night I'm like, I'm going to bed at like 11. I'm like, all right, guys, tonight's totally fine. I got all kinds of time. Do what you got to do. And nothing. I'm like, damn it. <sighs> Did I scare them off on the one that I was supposed to? Now, part of that comes from, I have a friend several months ago. She was out camping. And she, when she gets back, knowing I do dream stuff, she asks, she's like, okay, I had this experience. She tells me about all of this. And it was an abduction. And I said, okay, what you were describing is classic astral alien abduction, but you stop them. She too does a lot of energy work. And, and uh, I said, you stopped them. You actively prevented them from finishing. And she's been having night terror since. Mm -hmm. And I said, you need to let them finish because you've not, they didn't finish what they need to with you. And so I suggested go out and camp again, you know, just go ahead and don't be scared. Just let things happen and you'll come back and you'll be fine. And she didn't go camping, but she did put herself in a situation to allow it to happen. And like I described, she's all right, I'm, I'm in a space, I'm open to this and allowed it. And then no more night terrors. So when we look at that kind, yes, as far as I am concerned, I am of the opinion that that absolutely happens. I felt that way before my experience last week. So I was kind of excited. And it's funny because telling different friends, I almost got abducted by aliens. Why didn't you go with them? I, I didn't have time. <laughs> I don't have time for you and your stuff. And your well, probing and your touching and your stuff. And I would, there were times where my son and I have been out camping. And I'm like, oh, look at this. This is the kind of environment that aliens abduct. Dad, don't say that. <laughs> I'm like, come on. Wouldn't it be? No, don't say that. 
I'm like, come on, we're driving down this road. We'll just lose a couple hours. No, stop it. Fine. I have things to do. <laughs> <laughs> and so it, it was kind of fun because it was for him that I, I needed to, I didn't have time for it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, man, you assholes. <laughs> but, you know, from their end is like, well, if your ass had gone to bed sooner. Plans. <laughs> so, but then we do have the other kind of, of alien dreams where they are just a symbol for something. And very often an alien is just something that's foreign or different for us. Uh, but then we're dropping into the interpretation, which can be muddy. It's, it's individual for the person mm-hmm. as far as what that actually represents. Um, dark man in the corner. Absolutely happens. You can be scared if you want. But it feeds on the fear. So the more scared you are of that, the more, it's gonna the more intense it's mm-hmm. going to get. So when you do run into that, it, um, I know there's like Doctor Who things and different sci-fi has had different characters that feed off of fear like that. That Yes, absolutely that happens. They don't usually get strong enough to make a physical impact. So you are in your physical self safe. Can they cause an emotional trauma? Absolutely. Because they're trying to feed. So the more they can get you to be afraid, the more they are going to return. And so at that point, when I was growing up, that would have been an instance where you invoke Christ to clear. Uh, Whatever your beliefs happen to be, uh, ask your God, goddess, or yourself, the universe, Mother Earth, to alleviate this situation. And for most people, that's going to be enough. Uh, for the ones that don't in that kind of situation, uh, very often, I will say this, putting my other hat back on, having treated chronic pain for almost 30 years in people, I am very confident using the number of 90% of people do not want to get better. They are, they identify by their pain, by their issue. And if you take that away from them, they they cease to exist. And we all know people like this, aunt, whoever, uncle or brother, that you hear them tell their story. The pauses are in the same place. Mm -hmm. The sighs, the rolling of the eyes at the doctors not being able to. It is like watching a movie, the same movie scene over and over again. They have come to identify. They've gone Stockholm with it. And if you actually help them, they'll run screaming the other way. Or they'll regret it or get mad at you. Oh, yeah. yeah you hurt that's me. A, that's always fun. Yeah. No, you oh, don't yeah. know what you're doing. You're a croc. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally seeing an ex-girlfriend run through my head right now. Yeah. It's it's the exact situation. Yeah. I have, and it's yeah. it's sad because I, I have helped a lot of people, not in a bragging standpoint, but I have helped a lot of people that had given up. Mm-hmm. The, uh, most of the people I've treated, they're two, ten years in of daily complaint. And for me to sit there and tell them, okay, give me an hour, give me a little cash. You'll know when I'm done, whether it's going to help or not. Well, how often do you think I'm going to, I have no idea. We got to see how you respond. Where they're used to, well, you're going to have to come in three times a week, four, and you're going to, no, I don't do any of that. I won't even rebook you after the first session. You go see how you do. And if you've responded well, then let me know and we'll get you back on the book. Mm -hmm. I'm confident enough with the work I do and I've seen enough progress but a lot of people, they just don't want to get better. And that's what we run into with these situations is a lot of people, they're, they're living off of that drama. Mm-hmm. And it's just manifesting itself that way, too. They never get the break. 
So that's the feeding on the fear. That's the guy. Uh, sleep paralysis. Science tells us that's a normal standard part of the sleep experience. Uh, we can explore the REM aspect of it. Uh, one of the interesting things I think about REM is back in the 60s, they did studies and found you can keep a soldier awake for about 36 hours. But more than that, he starts losing it and starts shooting the wrong people. <laughs> you can physically keep somebody awake and alert, but their brain ain't working right. Uh, REM is very important. And if you are having very vivid dreams, you're not getting rest with your REM. You're still getting the REM, mm -hmm. but then you're exhausted, which segues into, I never remember my dreams. You Just like everything else, you can train yourself to if you want. It is a resource you can use to help guide you through life. Again, like looking up uh, your astrology or seeing your, your psychic or doing your cards daily, whatever you're doing, it can be something that helps you. Just like everything else, don't become so dependent on it that you're not living. So having said that, if you want, the simplest thing to do is just keep a notepad by the bed. And when you wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, if you happen to have any recollection, scribble that down. It doesn't necessarily have to be legible or make any sense. You're just looking for a keyword. Because very often what's happened is there's a neural, there's a, a memory pathway to that data point, but you don't recall that. It's not set solid. Again, uh, sleep science tells us different uh, sequence of events that have to take place. So if you just jot something down or when you first wake in the morning, almost all of us, all right, sorry, I've not used an alarm clock in a really long time. <laughs> so those Lucky. of us that don't use alarm clocks, uh, when you wake up, you tend to lay there for a few minutes. Now, most people that do use an alarm clock, you're going to snooze. You're not falling back asleep for that five minutes. So what you're doing in that five minutes, instead of laying there, go ahead and grab that pad. And it doesn't have to be, oh, I remember dreaming this. What you're doing is you're writing down any keywords that come to mind. And then later in the day, when you are fully conscious and awake, if you go back over that keyword list, it's going to trigger the pathway back to that actual memory from your dream. And so you can then start scribbling down and it's just training. Typically within three weeks, you'll be able to write down a substantial amount of information from your dream. And like I said, you can look things up online. I would encourage you to find somebody that actually reads uh, intuitively one way or another. And you'd, hey, I've got this diary of, of dreams. Mm -hmm. And one other kind of on the side thing that now we're stepping out of dreams is just doing your journaling. Uh, I, even last night I was uh, showing somebody, she's like, I hate journaling. So, all right, let's sit down and do this exercise. And I walked her through how to just get a journal started. We were doing a journal and burn. And so explaining to her, this is just you. I'm not going to look. We're going to go burn these pages as soon as you are done. She ended up with six and a half pages. Boy. Yeah, she had a bit to get rid of. <laughs> As a child, I never could journal. I always wanted to. And then one day I picked up a book and I went, you know what? I'm not going to do that whole dear blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to make it a story. I'm just going to write whatever the fuck is coming to my mind. Exactly. And I am on book three and I've been doing it for like half a year. <laughs> and like at, every day at work, like my coworkers even know. And they're now giving me journals. And they're like, in my free time, they know I'm sitting there writing in my journal. I'll put it to the side if I get somebody walk in the office. And then it's mm -hmm. right back in front of me, and I finish what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I can't do journaling. I'm I'm too vocal for journaling personally. <laughs> At least from 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 what I've done. 
So one of the things that actually encouraged me to do it is that I was using my friends as my journal or I was uh-huh. like telling them information that they didn't care about. Like they cared and listened to me because I was a person, but I was realizing that I was just saying things to say them because they needed to be out of me. And mm-hmm. it was like, this isn't fair. I put it in the book. And then they, when I have a conversation with my friends, it's important shit as opposed to here's my day dump. Yeah, yeah I can see that. And not wanting to drop totally off topic, but uh, the journaling I was talking about primarily is when we're doing a journal and burn, mm-hmm. which is a completely different exercise. But you're not familiar with journaling? Oh, dude, this is one of the simplest, most cathartic things you can do. So um, I'm trying to think of what, I, what details I can give you that doesn't dime anybody out. You have a symptom. Because people will, will, you guys know what medical intuitive is? Yes. Okay. So people will come to me with symptoms. Say, I've got this. What's going on? So I can drop back to Louise. Hey, I can drop back to some of the listing that I've done because hers wasn't from a body work standpoint. So I've got patterns that I recognize. I can say, okay, this representative of this. So when you come in and say, I've got this going on or this going on, you know, what does it mean? It's like, well, it's this or this. Well, how can I get rid of it? I'll do a journal and burn. Whatever the issue is, let's generically say daddy issues, mommy issues. Mm-hmm. You sit down and you write down what your issue is. But unlike a book that you're going to go back and read again, you are going to sit down and all the fucked up shit that you were pissed about, you put it on paper. Nobody is ever supposed to read it. You are expressing it, getting rid of it. You are dumping it on this page and you are immediately going to go torch it, light it, burn it to ash, crunch up the powder and leave that for the winds to take. It is. Yeah. If you've never done this, if you have done this and you're like, yeah, it's irritating. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm thinking like sound guy T needs to do this. Yeah. This, this is, it's very cathartic. I used to do with just a rock where I'd have people, I'd get a rock and I'd have people, okay, we're doing an energy circle where you're holding the stone in your hands and you're pulling the energy through. And so you got this cycle and whatever you're thinking, you know, put it in, put it in, you know, okay, now stop taking it back in your left, you know, just project into the rock with your right. All right. Now we're going to go pitch the rock. I actually had a bitch go back and find the rock. Joey. Yeah. Whoa. And put then it. she put it in her office. No, and she put it in her bedroom. Doorstop. Oh. Yeah. Think of the symbolism on that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Just okay, left so all this shit in her journal and burn, <laughs> so yeah. it's gone. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of like just handwriting yes. stuff. Oh, that's, thank like, you. The science of handwriting. Uh, paper, uh, paper and pencil. Not a pen. You write too fast. A pencil forces you to slow down. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, this is years of doing the work and like, oh damn it. Okay. So, so for me, when I do writing, like writing, writing that I'm actually going to transpose that I have to do it in pencil on a pad. And then I sit at a keyboard and my handwriting is atrocious and I can't remember what the hell I wrote because I was in state when I was writing it. Yeah. So I'm like, God damn it. And you've only got a timeline because the pencil marks are going to fade. It's like, but it's what works. So there's that. And as for that, I was going to say, talk to tax man. 
do it in mm-hmm. your phone then. That, that's pretty much what I what I do is that I, I I can't like personally I've never been able to sit down and just mm-hmm. just write mechanically. I've never been able to do that. I've I've done you know like personal video video vlogs that I delete right afterwards. Yeah. I've done I've done stuff like that. So it's you know it, it's just a different different medium. It's Absolutely. another another type of journal and burn. Yeah. So no, I will actually. Um... I don't really think of it as living dangerously, but maybe a little risky. Yeah, I'll type this shit out on Facebook. <laughs> I got to make sure I delete that shit though instead of hitting post. <laughs> I tend to shout it in my shower, not necessarily out loud. Like if there's something on my mind that's like a, maybe a trauma point or something triggered an, a a role in my head like that morning i'll be in the shower and i'll just let it go and i'll be like yeah maybe this isn't healthy but i'm letting all these negative things go down the drain with the water and that's mm-hmm. it. that and, is absolutely and then the rest of the day i don't think about it i don't let it bother me it's like no i let that go in the shower now we have gone completely off topic but we actually haven't Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, wait, huh? I know, I know, right? Yeah. If you're doing this kind of journaling, you don't have to do that kind of dump in your dream. Wow. If you do this kind of work, your brain doesn't have to process it, and your REM time can actually be resting. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that was intentional. Ah. I like it. Well, and 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 actually, one thing I, I was going to ask too, and you kind of you kind of brought it up as you know, like not not remembering the dream. Uh huh. Now, personally, there's a lot of times where I know I didn't dream throughout the night, like literally cl- shut my eyes, uh-huh. wake up, everything's good. But like a couple days down the line, it's like a deja vu, right? So. I, that that that's one thing that I've always I've always wondered about is is the deja vu moments that I know I I like my brain thinks hey you dreamt about this or this happened before, kind of like what what what's with that? Science tells us a deja vu is a loop in your memory that you think you've seen it before and it's not. You just had like a people are doing records again now so they know what a skip record is, mm-hmm. but it's like you skipped back. That it's, it's the same line. You just skip back. I don't agree with that because personally I have since very young, I saw things happening in my dreams and it got to the point where I rec- I saw myself in the dream recognizing that it was a deja vu. I'm yeah. like, dude, that, no, stop it. What, what was annoying for me was then I could see the splits of me not recognizing it and just letting the conversation flow or me recognizing it and doing the conversation. Then when I was in that moment, I would be like, motherfucker. Right? I, I mean, I can't even touch this one anymore. I'm, ah, all right, fine. This is the change in the conversation I'm making. For me, it got to the point, and I didn't realize it until after it had happened, but realizing that all of my deja vus from when I was young were until I got to about my mid twenties when I was more aware and open. And then the deja vus rarely happen now because I am. Mm-hmm. And it's open a different type of intuition. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, spooky. I, and, and the thing is I've, I've actually noticed that too, ever since I became more open with, yeah. with my magical self. Yeah. It's, I haven't had a deja vu. Yeah. They drop off cause you don't need them anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You're guiding yourself. You're already looking forward. You don't need guidance from your previous. I like it. But yeah, that's deja vu. It, it, it's fun, my son. 
well, ah, deja vu. <laughs> He's like, I remember that when this, I remember this one happening. It's like, that's cool. Um, there's a line in Lord of the Rings where he, uh, Gandalf says, I've no recollection. I have no memory of this place. And it, that really is how it works. Uh, mm -hmm. If you guys haven't seen, there's um, a video on YouTube. Um, Curse Kazant, I think, is the is the channel, and it's uh, the video is titled "The Egg." You guys have no idea. Oh, no. you guys got to look this up. However, you need to clean this up so it comes through. Make sure you do this. It is a brain fry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm totally gonna look that up now. Oh yeah, it is it is cool. It is hilarious. My son finds it. And uh, he watches it and he actually turned the video off after, which he doesn't do. You know, and I just in passing, I wasn't paying attention. And I said, you okay, buddy? He's like, yeah, I need to think about this. <laughs> you know, which if you knew my son, that doesn't happen. So, you know, he went to his room and he's reading comics for a little bit. And he comes back out. He's like, watch this video with me. Okay. So I watch it. I'm like, dude, you want to fuck mom up? <laughs> then all three of you and he's like yeah yeah <laughs> so we didn't have a time then but the next day we did and we we sat her ma you gotta watch this video you know and they're both sitting there and so he's his third watching and it's my second and i'm just smiling and nodding my head like exactly thank god somebody's put this together you know and one of the things in it it, it is a spoiler it's not a long it's like a five minute video um at one point, they talk about when you have opportunity to come back again. When do you want to come back to? Wait, what? When do you want to come back? Do you want to come back in the past or in the future or right now? That is a concept that, whoa, hold on. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, I, I just got I, I just got like chilled from that. Yeah. Like yeah. You just saw me just like, yeah, the, sh the, boom. the shoulders had to move. Oh. You got to remember, time is a construct of man. That is not a construct of the universe. Wow. Why would the universe limit you? It doesn't, is the answer. So yeah, watch his video. You'll watch it a few <laughs> times. It's so much fun. <laughs> and that too will will indicate what my son's like. <laughs> it just it's just called the egg. The egg. Uh curse cassette. I'm I'm sure I'm saying it wrong. But yeah, pull it up real quick. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at that. Look for that. So if we have a few extra seconds, yes. do you mind taking maybe a bits and pieces of uh, our dream issues? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. What do you got? What do you got? Um, well, a sound guy T specifically asked me to go falling. What's up with that? Do you, do you hit the ground? No. Uh-uh. You just yeah, you've hit the ground and you make it fine. Yeah. Whatever. Huh? It hurts like hell. Yeah, it's because you're skinny. Put that, some weight on. That sound, <laughs> that sound guy drew. He's back. He's listening in. So hi. <laughs> no. Okay. So seriously, falling is anxiety, stress. Typically, that's what it is. Is it's just anxiety, stress. We don't usually hit because that's a final for us. You actually hitting means you actually are overwhelmed. You are. Damn it. Sorry, I'm totally timing you out here. Um, yeah, that just you. You are. You are underwater, man. You, you need to take a break. Hey, good thing you're on a break. <laughs> Enjoy your break. <laughs> so if you're falling frequently, you are frequently stressing. Dude, 
chill. That's, that's me. <laughs> Go for a walk, man. Hit the mountain park. Mountain parks are gorgeous right now. All the rain we got. Mm-hmm. Get out because everything's so full of water. Yeah. We took Again. him camping his first time. He was like, whoa. <laughs> He's from I L.A. Was, I was zen for like a month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, we, we explained to my son because we live right next to the North Mountain Preserve. And at first, he wasn't a huge fan of hiking. But we get him out there, and now he's like, Dad, we need to get a hike in. You know, because it is like, and explaining to him, I said, all right, you know, New York City brags about their Central Park. <laughs> Little bitches. We got this. You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> and just walk in. I'm native here, so I love the desert. I, you know, going up to Prescott so much. I'm like, oh, it's nice to get, you know, well, it is nice to get out of the heat, but I'll, I'll never move here. I love the heat. Yeah. What? Yeah, no, I love the heat. I will literally go do yard work 2 p.m in july just to affirm that i am a desert dweller but yeah um our mountain parks because everything is so full of water from all the rain it is so alive right now there's so much green and you can feel that stuff our desert plants that are so used to not having water that they're full the vibration of that fluid it it related to being in sedona but yes. it's different. It's not that just blatant and everybody oh. going to the well. Here, it's so much more dispersed because it's part of the natural cycle. And so that flow is just, it's, I mean, I'm getting chills thinking about it because I was just <laughs> flowing too. But yeah, dude, hit the mountain park. Hit the mountain park. Pick one. It's just gorgeous right now. So kind of along with the same line as falling, tripping. Because I, I I get that I get that a lot like literally tripping over like a like a parking curb, uh-huh. like I I I get that more often than actually falling. Yeah, get out of your way. Okay, <laughs> get, out, get out of your own way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you see what I mean with the intuitive work when you have an intuitive do it versus looking up in a book. I'm going to call you out on your shit. Yeah. And I don't have to say more than just those couple of words. You're like, oh, fuck him. (laughs) I I love being in this space. And I'm sure our listeners, if they've noticed, they're probably all like, (laughs) too. Multiple times that we've had people come in and do something of that have been Uh like, Jara, just do it. Like, do what you're trying to do. Like, you got something in there, do it. And so you go and carry your own way is like, Another one of those, Jara, do it. And you know I'm just what? Sitting here like, hee, when or is he going to do man, it? Whatever, you have free will. Yeah, if you like the shitty spot you're in, stay in it. <laughs> what about being pushed, like pushed downstairs? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. Get off your ass and move. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, my newest one has been. Um, it doesn't matter what the dream is technically about, uh-huh. what the situation is going on. I need to access something on my phone, and it's either I'm trying to push the right button and something else is happening, or the phone and me are not, and it's wasting more time than, and it's like a crucial situation in which I need the phone to work, and the phone's not working. None of the information is fo- in the phone is information you don't already have. Mm. You are, you already know what you need to do. You already know what needs to happen and you're seeking affirmation. Yeah. It's a confidence thing. How about being chased? Depends on who or what is chasing you and where you're running. Give me more detail. 
Oh, damn. Oh. I wanted to be generic. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I, 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 I got I to gotta move the mic closer. <laughs> no, just, I, I can hear myself fine. That's fine. Um, okay. No, mine, it's not like trippy. It's just weird. I'm being chased around a mental hospital by... Really? You need that spelled out for you? No, I'm kidding. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm being chased around a mental hospital by, and God help me, I think it's Blink-182. The guys from Blink-182 are chasing me around a mental hospital while Green Day is playing. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Well, because Green Day is God. He's he, he he has a background in actual radio, okay. so that might help a little bit that, of the music. And again, this goes yeah. to what's your environment. And so whether you've met the performers or you have an album dropped when you were at a particular point in your life. And so I would suspect as far as Blink-182, if you go back to look at what was going on in my life when I first became enamored with hoping you like them, or if you despise them, when did the album drop that made you hate them? Okay, so these are, these are different components where you have to answer for yourself why these components are there. And um, Green Day Overhead... When I said, well, because they're God, <laughs> they are very eclectic and capable of doing some amazing things and being very childish. So they represent a duality. Okay. Um, an overwatch duality emphasizing balance. As far as being chased, we can go back to some of the feeling overwhelmed. And because you're running in circles, you're never getting ahead. You're staying just ahead. But you're never, you're never completing. Take the off ramp. When we see in movies people running, dude, cut off to the side. You'll be out of its way. It's got too much inertia. It's not, you know, my son will point out, but then the movie would end. <laughs> yeah. I like your son. I get the same He's a cool dude. But as far as this is one of those cases where you've got these other components in the word problem that really aren't an important part. The important part in this is what timing did these two bands have for you personally? And that's homework for you. And I would suspect that when you look at timing, you're gonna find something, either something you're dealing with now or coming up is going to be an offshoot or a repetition of something that happened when that first came up. And this running in circles is you've not broken that pattern, and that's why it's coming back again. So, yes, that is supposed to sound like an ominous warning. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Valid, and I think I have an idea what that's about. Okay. So. And this is another thing I want to say about intuition in general. I've never been asked a question if people didn't know the answer. I've been doing intuitive work for 20-something years, and I've never had somebody actually ask a question that when I say they already start nodding before I'm done. Because they know what it's about. <laughs> they're just wanting the affirmation or seeking that, shit, that's what I thought it was. Or they're blind to themselves. Or that. They need to hear somebody else saying it. Mm -hmm. And so that's not to invalidate the work, but it's obviously it's something that man has been doing for all of our recorded history. Plus, we can be sure, is seeking out um, soothsayers. And so I appreciate that tradition and doing that for people. And unfortunately, so many people, you know, whether it's the egg on the forehead or, you know, well, come back and I'll work on that problem for you, you know, and it's only going to cost you $50. I'm really opposed to that kind of work. 
So that's why I use the word intuition versus psychic. Not that all psychics are, you know, doing that. But, um, yeah, a lot of times it's just affirmation. So I don't need to charge you a shit ton to tell you something you already know. There's that. Clarity. That's, That's what I'm doing for you. So today we want to thank new Patreon supporters Rebecca, David, and Rad Rambo. Rad Rambo. Rad underscore Rambo. I love it. Right? What does Rebecca look like? I don't know. She's on Patreon. Well, I, I was just wondering if it was one of the Rebeccas I know. I know a lot of Rebeccas. Oh, I don't know. I haven't gone looking. I'll tell you yeah. after I send her her $5 mark uh, sticker, thank you note, and button, Woo. which you can get to if you were a $5 supporter on Patreon. Thank you. Wait, yes. I need to sound more enthusiastic. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, my God. Thank you for making all of this possible. Yeah. Yes. Actually, yes. Thank you for making this possible and all your support. I hope that in a, our new supporters who are getting to listen to our mini-sodes are enjoying them during this time of quarantine and boredom. And, Jared, if they wanted to find out more about you, where did they go? Uh, of course, I am on Twitter, Jara uh, underscore Stone. And uh, Instagram, Haggard underscore Haggard underscore Cosplay. Uh, a lot of great stuff on there. Underscore, underscore, underscore. Yeah. Yes. Underscore everywhere. Just, oh, just, just like Red Rambo. You, you said that kind of fast. Can you spell it? H a g a r d, underscore h a g r i d, underscore c o s p l a y. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. I got a card. I'll give it to you later. Well, I don't care. I, just, I know. You know <laughs> <don't> <laughs> so if they wanted to contact you for dream work, massage, or Walking sticks or whatever. Where did they go, Mark? Go to your mom's house. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah, cut that one, dude. <laughs> no. <That's the> <laughs> um, I'm on Facebook under my name. I'm also on Facebook under MF. Uh, Elizondo. That's actually my work page. The F is not motherfucker. It's my wife my parents did not give me a middle name so my uh wife kindly offered one is ferdinando so whenever something was done that i didn't want to take credit for fred did it so when doing when doing this my work xavier Your fake le- middle name is an X, isn't it? My fake middle name changes every fucking oh, day. Yeah. Never mind. So okay. Although I have a funny Xavier story. Um, my it's my son's name is Javier. Okay. Uh, one of them, one of his names, and he's one of my sons. Anyway, um, mf dot Elizondo. That's my uh, work Facebook one. So you reach out for me there. Uh, if you want to find my regular Facebook, it's just Marcos Elizondo, E-L-I-Z-O-N-D-O. Uh, you will get to know me because I don't <laughs> hold back a lot and you may regret that. So no, go to the work one. I keep that one just work related. Mm-hmm. Um, am I giving a phone number? Am I, what am I doing? No, you don't no. Have to if, you have a fit, you. if you have like an actual website where you no, sell just, stuff, Etsy, no, 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 whatever no. that is. Yeah, no. No, okay. just, go to, just find me on Facebook. Send me a note and I'll get in touch with you. Awesome. And then I'll give you my number there. Yeah, yeah, that works. Yep. And then, of course, you can find Millennial Pagan Podcast on Facebook at Millennial Pagan Podcast, Twitter at Pagan Pod, and Instagram at Pagan Pod. I don't have my own Instagram, but you can find me, Autumn Wolf, on WordPress at Iron Wolf Circle. And you can read some of my old blogs, which I have not typed anything new up in like forever. But if I don't go to work next week, I will probably type something. 
Ticka, 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 ticka. I make hand gestures, people, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. Um, and... Look like a T-Rex who has an itch on their back. <laughs> so my coworker tried to throw something at me last week, and she's like, you're like a dinosaur, because I knew it wasn't going to make it to me, and I guess I did the... <laughs> anyway... <laughs> You can also find me on Facebook as Autumn Wolf, and you can find me on Twitter as Autumn Wolf. Don't text me at 2 a.m. why I te- Twittered something. I won't respond. I might. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, from all of us here at Millennial Pagan Podcast, Mary Meet. Mary Part. And, and Mary, Mary Meet, meet Again. again.